Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's good, sports world? Welcome to Believe in Bills podcast. I'm your host, Mookie Hawkins, sports director here at Ruffle 1080 AM and Power 96.5. I'm bringing to you my first Bills mock draft 1.0. Now, the Bills do have nine selections in this year's draft, and the Bills will continue to look for size and speed to stay pace in the AFC. Now, for the second straight year in a row, the Bills bite the dust on the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, the Bills' defense couldn't stop Travis Kelsey and, you know, Tariq Hill in the clutch. So what do the Bills need to do to get over the hump from uh, selecting out of this year's draft? Now, we do know free agency is March 14th. Let's not forget. So this will be one of the many mock drafts I will be presenting leading up to April's 28th draft. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into it. Okay, uh, the Bills select 25th in this year's first round. So what do the Bills need to look for as far as a position need? Okay, um, you know, with the injury to Tredavious White, uh, Levi Wallace did play solid, uh, but he was kind of picked on, if you ask me, uh, giving up uh, 58% of targets allowed. And to me, in my eyes, that's a big issue, okay? Um, you know, you need to tell me that a team could, you know, throw out a guy on third down and I have a chance of 58% chance of, you know, our guy catching it. So that is a big problem, even though Levi Wallace did play solid. But to me, it just wasn't good enough. He just didn't make enough plays in the clutch when needed. So uh, he will test free agency this year. And his market value is anywhere between 5 to $7 million. I'm not sure if the Bills would, you know, maneuver uh, funds to, you know, try to bring Levi Wallace back. I think it's probably more cheaper to look towards the draft uh, where you can get a guy that pretty much fits the mode of size, speed, and physicality. And I think that Levi Wallace was, you know, lacking in certain some of those areas, you know, especially in the physicality point. Now, he is rangy. He does have the length. But, you know, he just didn't lack, you know, he kind of lacked that physicality and he lacked speed. You know, running 4-6, that definitely showed when he was up against the Cheetah, you know, late in the game in the divisional play. So what do the Bills do in our positional need at cornerback? So um, a guy that, you know, I like uh, is Kier Elam uh, out of Florida, 6'2", 200-pound cornerback. Um, you know, he's, he's, he has the size and he has the length to play zone or man, depending uh, the situation. He's very physical with great ball skills. Now, um, Elam was once a former wide receiver in the ally of another guy who fitted that mode in Richard Sherman. And we all know how that panned out for him, you know, moving and transitioning on to the NFL in that mode. Now, he does have a big catch radius plus fluid hips to mirror wideouts, which is a good thing. And I think that he would be a great replacement for for Levi Wallace, once again, who will test fee agency. And Elam definitely runs anywhere between a 4-4-4-7 and a sub-4-5-1 package. So now other options that the Bills can explore with the 25th overall pick. Now we do understand that uh, Emmanuel Sanders is contemplating retirement. If he were to run it back, uh, he said he would do it with the Bills. Now, now do the Bills have, you know, mutual interest in that regard of Emmanuel Sanders uh, being 35 and, you know, they they paid him, uh, you know, six to seven million dollars this year on a one year deal. Um, you know, what do you do with Cole Beasley? Uh, he has one year remaining on the contract. Uh, the bill will save six million dollars if they were to release Cole Beasley, uh, especially when you look at the type of game that Gabriel Davis had in that divisional playoff with Stefan Diggs being doubled majority of the time. Um, you know, he definitely could fit.
hit that mold. But after that, what do the Bills do as far as in their receiving core? How do you, you know, re-bolster that receiving core? So, you know, it's going to be something lacking if you miss out on a Cole Beasley. You got Isaiah McKenzie who's testing the free agency market. Do you bring home back? Do you have the necessary money to bring home back? Obviously, Isaiah McKenzie was the fastest guy on your team. Um, but, you know, he wasn't really used as as he, you know, as much within that offensive scheme. So do he feel a certain kind of way and test the market or do the Bills present, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, contract where, you know, he will be good enough to stay? I know he said he would play for Candy, but this is another year. So um, another option that the Bills can explore is the receiver market if one is best available. Uh, if a guy like Jamison Wilms uh, becomes available at pick 25, now I know he's dealing with the injury, but you're looking for a guy that could pretty much stretch defenses to take the pressure off of Dublin and Stephon Diggs. And obviously what Gabriel Davis did in that last game is definitely going to be a microscope on him as well. So to add fuel for the fire, you got to fight fire with fire. Okay, so I think the Bills, you know, can entertain a drafting another receiver at pick 25. And I wouldn't mind if the Bills uh, would take Jamison Wills, 6'2", 200-pound receiver out of Alabama who runs a 4-3-40. Now, moving on in the second round, um, what do the Bills do as far as the defensive front? Uh, everybody is saying we need to get an edge rusher. We're not getting to the quarterback. Well, I think it's time that the Bills take the training wheels off of Greg Rousseau and A.J. Espinosa. They didn't draft it on the defensive front and back-to-back years uh they even went out and got boogie basham last year and in second round pick um you got ed oliver who had a great year last year hopefully he can build off of that this year not sure if the bills are going to bring back harrison phillips who played well in the contract year style the tulele uh he has one year remaining so i think the bills probably would address more of an interior guy rather than an edge rusher because we have that you know within um, you know Greg Russo and AJ Espinosa now you know they could entertain bringing back Shaq Lawson a savvy veteran who's well familiar with Coach Frazier's scheme at a cheaper price I wouldn't mind bringing Shaq Lawson back because he does bring that energy to bolster that rotation in reference to the guys coming off the edge and he also did well with uh, stop setting the edge when it comes down to run game as well so I wouldn't mind bringing Shaq Lawson back but what do you do inside the interior so a guy that you know comes to mind uh, another guy from Alabama Federian Mathis um, you know um, Bills look to add younger and stronger pieces up front to add to Ed Oliver and, and Mathis is a guy who's very versatile and he can play multiple techniques on that defensive line now another option uh, that the Bills could explore with the second round pick linebacker what do you do at linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, uh, AJ Klein. He's the, he's the third back, but you're going to pay him eight million to you know back up those two guys. Um, you know I think the Bills can free some money up if they were to release AJ Klein or extend him and lower that cap number, and you know maybe that could work out that way. But there is uh, some nice linebackers that could be available that I know for a fact that would be available. Another guy that comes to mind is Brandon Wilms from out of Penn State. When you look at what Penn State has been producing over the past couple of years, just look at what Micah Parsons was able to do in uh, coming out of uh, you know Penn State last year. 6'3", 245 pounds, runs a 4'4", 40. Okay, ended up being in the rookie defensive of the year for the Dallas Cowboys. Look at Jason Uwe. Uh, you know, first round pick went to the Baltimore Ravens, 6'5", 260 pounds, run of 4'3", for crying out loud. So when you look at Brandon Wilms, 6'4", 245 pounds, 
four, four forty. He also can cover running backs, and you know, you know, he's just flying around, can go side to sideline in a heartbeat. Uh, definitely could rebolster that linebacking core. You don't know what you're going to do with Tremaine Edmonds. The Bills did exercise his fifth-year option. Uh, do they play the franchise tag with him the year after, or do they sign Tremaine Edmonds long-term? But in the meantime, in between time, you have a quality debt piece that could potentially replace Tremaine Edmonds, which I don't think that's going to happen, or you know, once again, he can add to that quality debt piece element in the event of any one of those linebackers to go down due to injury. So, Moving forward in the third round, I think uh, if you don't go out and get that wide receiver uh, in the first two rounds, you can still get a guy in those meat and potato rounds. And another guy that comes to mind is Jalen Torbert from out of South Alabama. 6'3", 195 pounds. This big deep threat has been lacking, you know, out of the Bills receiving core. You know, once again, a big deep threat with the speed to match. Now, Gabe Davis definitely proved that he can be that guy, but I think... You know, he's kind of lacking in that speed element to blow the top off a of defense. He, now, he can't get separation. He is a physical guy in the mode of Eric Modes, who, you know, was one of the greatest receivers in Bill's history. He fits that mode. But a guy that can blow the top off the defense to take the pressure off of Stephon Diggs that allow him to get free underneath, Jalen Tolbert can do that, especially with Cole Beasley being on the wrong side of 30. Not sure, once again, if Isaiah McKinley is willing to run it back for Candy again. The Bills grab a potential steal in the third round that can stretch the defense uh, you know, and, many, and make you pay for doubling Stephon Diggs in that regard. Now, Tolbert averaged over 18 yards per catch his senior season, and some say he's a natural flip for slot. So another guy uh, that the Bills could possibly entertain at uh, in the third round. What are you going to do up front on the offensive line? Uh, there is some you know issues with the guard position. Uh, you got two great bookends with Spencer Brown and Deion Dawkins, uh, but what are you going to do in the guard mainframe? Uh, Daryl Johnson, he's set to make just about $10 million. I think that's pretty much overpriced for a guard at this point. John Feliciano has been battling injuries every single year. Uh, you know, Ryan Bates, Uncle Rick, played well in spot duty. Ike Boddicker, you know, he ended up tearing his Achilles uh, late in the season. So what do you do there on the interior? So the Bills have to look in reference to um, exploring options. Third round, you got a good guy in Dylan Farnham from out of Memphis. Uh, you know, I think will be a solid fit in the third round if the Bills are to go that route in reference to um, you know, upgrading and looking for more interior guys up front on that offensive line. Moving on in the fourth round, um, what are the Bills are going to do as far as the running back position? Uh, you know, they finally started giving Devin Singletary the rock late, and you know he proved to be you know you know that 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 bell cow that the Bills can need. They started you know playing a little bit more power gap scheme, something that Devin was you know accustomed to his rookie year and giving him an opportunity to be more himself. They played more to his strengths than to you know the zone scheme that they altered due to the fact that the Bills were going a different direction in the passing game. So, um, you know, he did have a career year, almost broke uh, 1,000 yards, uh, but he did surpass his career high, uh, you know, this season, um, you know, with 870 yards. So what do the Bills do to help build that? Zach Moss, um, more or less of a sophomore slump, if you will, it wasn't, you know, quite 
you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, how to evaluate Zach Moss this year, you know, battling the injury portion, the competition portion, and just struggling to, you know, be patient and, and, and read, you know, within the speed of the game as far as the NFL goes. Uh, I think that he's more of a downhill st style of back. I think that he would, uh, you know, definitely fit the mode of what the Bills were doing in the run game as of late. But guess what? It's a new offensive coordinator in Ken Dorsey, and we're not sure what he likes as far as a running back. So um, here you go. Fourth round pick, Rashard White from out of Arizona State. 6'2", You get a bigger guy, all right? You need a bigger guy, more physical guy. Now, very impressive, again, for a guy his size. He runs with vision. He runs with patience, uh, which is needed to be a running back in the NFL, obviously. Now, he can be used in a zone run scheme or a power gap as well. And uh, he has the potential to be a every down back. Okay, um, he's rushed over a thousand yards and caught 43 passes for 450 yards. Uh, you know his senior year. Now the Bills do love a competitive roster, and with this pick, the running back room definitely gets interesting. Now another option that you can pick up is available will be another running back from out of Alabama, Brian Robinson. Definitely, you know he's another um, every down back as well. So I think somewhere in that third, fourth, fifth round, the Bills will start looking to address, you know, running back if you will you know what I mean if they're comfortable with what they got if they're not looking to reach out in free agency possibly can grab a Leonard Fournette type of specimen then you know they have to look in the draft and pull one out there and there's more than enough in the later mid, mid, the meat and potato rounds that the Bills could grab that could uh, be an impact on this roster so uh, you know moving on to the fifth round what do the Bills do at pick 132. Now, I always like to predict these trades because the Bills do have nine picks and have draft assets. And I know Brandon Bean likes to, you know, move up, you know, to go and get their style of guy. I think fifth round is a little bit more safe. You don't give up too much, you know, when trading up in the fifth round. So I think uh, the Bills would trade originally their 166 pick in the sixth round and their 201st pick in the seventh round and you know maybe they might grab a conditional pick in the 2023 to acquire the Giants fifth round pick at 132 and Darian Beaver 6'4 255 pound linebacker uh, you know, from out of Cincinnati. Now, Beavers is a monster. He's big, long, and will chase the ball. He can also cover tight ends and running backs. Okay, and nevertheless, at 6'4", 255 pounds, he can rush the passer. With over 100 tackles, 12 tackles for loss, and uh, five sacks with two interceptions at fifth round, this will be a virtual steal for the big Bills at this time. But the Cincinnati Bearcats definitely have one of the top defensive units in the nation last year and you know definitely Darian Beavers was a catalyst in that group so to grab a guy of that stature in the fifth round is a definitely still and something worth that the Bills can trade up for in the later rounds another option that the Bills can explore you know out of that linebacker group once again will be Damone Clark out of LSU it just seems like that what LSU does defensively pretty much you know is a scheme fit for what the Bills do you know 
in the NFL. So bringing Damone Clark in, he has the speed, he has the IQ to play on the inside. Once again, we're not sure what the Bills are going to do after this season with Tremaine Edmonds. I think the Bills are going to you know, pretty much either franchise tag him or find some monies to where they extend him. But we all know the nature of the business in the NFL. So you got to have those quality debt pieces just in case. All right. So with that being said, the Bills are moving up to acquire a pick in the fifth round. How about their original pick in the fifth round? They double up and 153. Go grab a punter. Okay, go get a punter. Um, if we're if we're in games and we're not punting a ball, why bring Matthew Hack back? We're paying him 100.25 million dollars next year. You can use that somewhere else you can go draft you a punter and for that one two five you can have that punter on your team for you know next two three years under a rookie deal especially if we're not punting the ball in certain games okay but you still have to cover your tracks uh you know mac hawk had an up and down season uh you know they can add some uncertainty if they release him once again they do save 1.2 million uh you bring in a guy like matt areza Okay, uh, he was the Ray Guy Award winner, basically the best punter in college football. Now, this would clearly mean the writing is on the wall, and with this pick, the Bills lock in perhaps the best special teams unit in the NFL with obviously bringing in Tyler Bass from Georgia Southern two years ago. Another option that the Bills could explore once again on the interior front of the offensive line, Justin Schaefer from out of Georgia, 6'3", 340 pounds, who is a mauler up front. Um, let's move on to the sixth round. Uh, what do the Bills do there? Uh, you still want to get quality debt pieces. I'm not sure what the Bills are going to do with even Mitch Morris, for crying out loud. Mitch Morris had a solid season, but Mitch Morris is set to make $11 million again this year. He's already restructured his deal, uh, you know, to to create funds for the Bills to go ahead and get more players in free agency. Do he do it again or do the Bills, uh, once again, extend him or, you know, uh, put that in a signing bonus to create, you know, space where the Bills can maneuver? I'm not sure how Brandon Bean is going to shake up this roster, but if they do up front, you bring in a guy like Aaron Stuber, offensive lineman. He's 6'7", 335 pounds. He's big and tough, and he's very versatile. He can play center, he can play guard, or he can play tackle. Now, this is the type of versatility that the Bills covered up front. Um, you know, once again, on the offensive line, Mitch Morris is set to make over $11 million. He could be asked to restructure or release, but this is a solid pick in the later rounds, okay? Another option that the Bills can explore is my guy, Charlie Kohler tight end from out of Iowa State. We got to bring in another tight end to pair off with Dawson Knox. And I think Iowa State do a great job with their tight ends. I've been watching this guy Kohler for quite a while. And, you know, in the sixth round, this guy could be available to help block. You know, he brings that blocking element. Uh, we know Tyler, uh, you know, our guy uh, Sweeney, Tommy Two-Tap, you know, he'll be back. He'll be healthy after battling, you know, his uh, bout with COVID up and down during the course of the of, of last season. Uh, but you bring a guy in, Charlie Kolar, who is solid in the blocking game and definitely will help the run game a great deal. So, uh, you know, that's another option that the Bills can explore in the sixth round. Moving on to this final pick, okay, uh, in the seventh round, that pick 16. 
the Bills double up on the back end and grab Isaac Taylor Stewart, cornerback from out of USC. 6'2", 200 pounds. Now, I know everybody's saying, hey, Mookie, hey, you know, I like the guys with the size and the speed, okay? And it's something that Coach McDermott mimicked last year, you know, uh, going into, you know, this season that just passed, that size, speed, physicality. Um, you know, you got to have these big corners now because these receivers are 6'4", 6'5", and they can fly. Uh, so, you know, smaller guys that's 5'10", 5'11", really is not going to stand a chance of having a bigger catch radius than a Michael Evans type or a Mike Wims type of guy. Okay, so that's why I like the big rangy corner that brings the physicality element and also the speed. Now, once again, Bills go for size and most importantly speed with this pick. My guy ITS runs between a 4'2" and a 4-3. Now, there are some technical issues, and obviously, you know, of a guy that stature, that big and fast, him being available in the seventh round, that's the reason why. But Bills do a great job of drafting, and one thing they do do a great job of is developing their players, okay? But one thing you can't teach is speed. So, you know, he's very aggressive when using his body, and that's something that the Bills definitely need, you know, up front. So, you know, with that being said, um, you know, the Bills get the size, they get the speed, they get the physicality that they need uh, in the draft with this first, uh, you know, mock draft 1.0. Um, it will be pretty interesting, um, you know, how this is going to shake up and ultimately change. Now, this mock is definitely going to change once the combine takes place and that combine is going to take place. March 1st up in Indianapolis, I will be there on hand to get some great insight to figure out what draft, pass, what draft prospects is catching the Buffalo Bills' eyes and what's going to shake out in free agency. Now, you know, up there in Indy, everybody's going to be pretty much talking about where are they going in free agency market? Are they going to release specific players? Uh, what players are they targeting in free agency? Because once again, free agency starts in two weeks. Okay, so it's going to be a lot of talk up in Indy on, you know, where teams are going to go. So I'm definitely going to keep my ear to the ground and, uh, you know, ask a lot of questions with uh, all the Buffalo Bills representation that's going to be out down there in Indy. So, um, you know, I like everybody for, you know, tuning in and checking things out with me. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel, as well as on Spotify. Believe in Bills podcast uh, in conjunction with 11080 AM and Power 96.5. All right. So there you have it, folks. That's my Buffalo Bills mock draft 1.0. Hope you enjoyed it. Be safe. Be happy. We'll see you soon. Coming soon, Believe in Bills podcast will be giving you a complete Bills analysis with current and former Bills players. Join me, Mookie Hawkins, Waffle 1080 AM Sports Director, as your new host on the new Believe in Bills podcast network. Be on the lookout for new shows coming this spring. Please like, share, and subscribe on all social media outlets, YouTube, and Spotify. Go Bills! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.